0: As we have discussed many times, there are many klalei Rashi, general principles in Rashi's commentary on the Torah. In almost all cases, this means that later commentators deduced from Rashi's comments the principles that must have guided him in writing his commentary. Rashi himself very rarely tells us explicitly how he constructed his great commentary. One of the exceptions to this is Rashi's rule about order. In his commentary to Parshas Kisisa, chapter 33, Pesach 33, Rashi writes that he intends to explain the verses of the Torah, al Sidrum in the order that they occur. In this week's Shir, on Parshas Kisitze, we will examine an example where it seems that Rashi breaks his own rule of explaining each verse of the Torah as it appears in order. In Perik Chav Aleph, Pasik Base Beis, we read, the veish the Ish Mishbat Moves, when there will be in a man a sin for which he is liable for the death penalty, when a person will do one of the crimes for which the Torah requires the death penalty, the Humas, and this person will be put to death by the earthly Beis Din. Visalisa The Pasik says, you must hang this person upon a wooden scaffold. The Sefer HaKhinuch explains that the reason for this is to publicize the evil that was done by this person and to warn others of the severe consequences of such sins. Let's continue. Pasuk Chav Gimel. Lo'isalin nivlasay You shall not allow his corpse to stay overnight on the wooden uh, scaffold. Rather, you must bury him on that day. Because, we will translate here, because the disparagement of God is hanging... As we'll see in Rashi, because a human being is created, quote unquote, in the image of Hashem, and therefore to have the person hanging there for for uh, an excessive amount of time would be a disparagement of the human being, and therefore a disparagement of Hashem. So do, you must bury him that day. And do not defile your land, that Hashem your God gives you for an inheritance. Let's take a look at the Rashi on this Pasuk. When there will be in a person a sin for which he is liable for the death penalty. Now, Rashi says, S'michas magid." The juxtaposition of the Parshiyas, of the different sections of text, tells us as follows. What Rashi means is that the previous section of text, the previous Parsha, spoke about the Bensorer umore, about the rebellious and wayward son who commits certain relatively minor crimes in his youth. But, as Rashi explains, and it's really as the Gemara explains... The Torah uh, sees the end that he is heading for, and the Torah demands, under certain very demanding and particular circumstances, but the Torah demands that he be put to death now. Now here, the juxtaposition of that mitzvah to this mitzvah, Rashi says this tells us, if his mother and father have mercy upon him, and they do not bring him to court, say the in the end he will go out to a bad behavior via vorves and he will transgress various sins, prohibitions, the misa the and he will ultimately be uh, obligated he will ultimately ultimately be liable to the death penalty in the Bezdin. so that's why this Parsha of hanging. The one who has been killed by Bastin follows immediately after the Parsha about the Ben Suira Umoira. Rashi continues, the Salisa al Aits, you shall hang this person who has committed these crimes and who has been put to death, you shall hang this person on an Aits. Says Rashi Rabbosainu Omru, our rabbi said, Kolhan Nitlin, all those who are stoned they are hanged. Meaning, it's not everyone, it's not every type of criminal who is put to death then must be hanged, but only those who are niskalin, who merit the particular punishment of skila, of stoning. There are other methods by which Beistin kills other types of of, uh, sinners. But here, Rashi tells us, in the name of Rabbi Senu, in the name of our rabbis, it's a Gemara in Sanhedrin Rashi tells us that here it's only Haniskalin, it's only those who are chayav Skila who are hanged. Shinemar as it says, how do we know this? Ki kilalas Elohim tolui Because the kilala of God is hanging. Now, we before said kilalas Elohim means something else, but here Rashi explains it differently. He says the the, dis, the, the curse of Hashem is hanging. Rashi understands that from these words, talui," we are talking about someone who has cursed Hashem. And the one who curses Hashem is obligated to be killed by the method of skila. So from here we learn that anyone who is high of skilah, anyone who, quote-unquote, has merited to be put to death by the particular method of Skelah, any such person must be hanged. If a person has uh, merited to be put to death by some other method, then that person is not hanged. Let's continue. Now, in gimel, it, it says that you may not leave the corpse hanging for too long, ki killas Kilolas Elohim Talui. And here Rashi says, This is a disparagement of the king. The king meaning Hashem. Shoodam Osui Bidmus because a person is made in the image of Hashem. It has been pointed out many times that you see that even this person who has committed a very serious crime still. He has been created in the image of God, the Israel Heim Banov and the Jews are Hashem's children. And therefore, it's not appropriate that such a person should be kept hanging for too long. Rashi says, the Achim to Umim." It is a marshhal, it is a parallel to two twin brothers, Shohoya, Damim, Zelaze. Of course, they looked very much one like the other one became an officer a high ranking nobleman in the king's court the one of them was caught as a robber and he was hanged so royo whoever sees this fellow hanging from the tree oimer hasar toli people the person will say look the the king's high officer has been is hanging so it doesn't look right that someone who looks so much like this tsar should be hanging, etc. Now, there are two questions I would like to raise on this Rashi. Question number one. Rashi on Pasuk Chav Beis, where it says, Salisa oso al-eitz, you shall hang him from the tree or from the wooden uh, structure, So he mentions here a halachic detail, he tells us a halachic detail, that kol nitlin, all those who are uh, subject to skila, all those who are subject to stoning, they are hanged after they are dead. And what's his proof? His proof is from Pasuk Gimel, where it says, ki Elohim talui, because the curse of God is hanging and someone who curses God is liable for the, punish, to the, for the punishment of Skelah. So it's very interesting. Rashi on Pasik Chav base is telling us a halachic detail that is only derived from Pasuk Chav Gimel. Now if Rashi's rule is to explain the psukim Al Sid Rum, it would seem to me that he should have waited until Pasuk Chav Gimel, to tell us this halachic detail, even though it's only a difference of one Pesach. But why should Rashi tell us here on Pesach Chav base, exactly which people are subject to this mitzvah of hanging, when the source for that halacha comes from a different Pesach, from one Pesach later. He should have waited one Pesach before telling us this halacha. And a second question is that if we look in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Daf Memhe Amid where the Gemara says Kol that all those who are Chayev Skila, those are the ones, and only those ones are hanged. Well, this is actually a machloikas. It is Rabbi Elezer who says Kol but the Chachamim, the majority opinion, says that the only there are only two types of sinners who are hanged after they are put to death. One is somebody is, who curses Hashem, and another is somebody who serves idolatry. So why would Rashi latch on to the opinion of Rabbi Elezer instead of the majority opinion of the Chachamim? Now regarding this second question, it is true in general that Rashi sometimes explains the Pusak according to a minority opinion in the Talmud. Because, in Rashi's opinion, the minority opinion is closer to the simple meaning of the posok, So according to this, we need to investigate why Rashi considered the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer closer to the Pshat than that of the Chachamim. In order to answer these questions, we need to go back to the beginning of Parshish Parshas Parshish Keseitze begins with four mitzvahs, which, as we will see from Rashi, form a chain, each mitzvah leading and causing the next one. The parasha begins with the mitzvah of Yafas Tayar, a very fascinating mitzvah. The Torah tells us that when a Jewish army goes out to war and they, and they capture some captives and a Jewish soldier will see amongst the captives an Eishis Yephas Toyer, a woman of beautiful description, and he will desire her. So he, V'lakachda l'chol isha, he may take her for a wife. He brings her home. As Rashi explains, he must uh, do certain things or allow her to do certain things which will in fact make her seem less attractive. But ultimately, if he insists, he, he can marry her. The Rashi says there, on Pasuk Yud Aleph, The Torah only spoke here against one's evil inclination. In other words, this is really very hard to understand why the Torah would allow this Jewish soldier to marry this non-Jewish woman. So Rashi says it's only a sort of a concession to the Yetzir HaRa. She'im <speaking in Hebrew> if Hashem will not allow her to this soldier, yes'ena <speaking in Hebrew> he may just simply take her in a prohibited fashion. But, says Rashi, avol <speaking in Hebrew> if he marries her, <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in the end, he's going to hate her. Shenemar <speaking in Hebrew> achrov. As it says in the next parsha, in the second mitzvah of the parsha, "Kisi yena leish," when a man will have two wives, one that he loves and one that he does not, etc. We'll discuss this in a moment. The seifai mimena ben and in the end, she is going to uh, produce for him a child who is a Bensaira umayra, a rebellious and wayward son, Lachach nismichu parashiyas That's why these parashiyas, these sections of text, were placed one after the other. So, the parsha begins with the mitzvah of Eishas Yafas Toyar, of the beautiful woman who was captured in war. The second mitzvah in the parsha talks about a man who has two wives. One is Ahuva, one is beloved to him, and the other one is hated by him. And each one uh, gives him a son. And it happens to be that the firstborn son, the man's firstborn, was Lasniah, was born to the wife That he hates, and so the Torah tells us that when it comes time to divide his property amongst his children, he may not ignore the ben hasenua. He must give an extra portion to the firstborn, although that firstborn child came from the wife that he does not particularly love. Now Rashi says, why immediately after talking about about the eshish yafas toyar? Why does the, ten, the Torah then talk about this situation where a man has two wives, one he loves and one he doesn't? Because the Torah is telling you what happens, what is probably going to happen to this soldier who, in addition to his lawfully wedded Jewish wife, then takes an ashes yafas toyer. He's probably going to end up in a situation where one, life, one wife he loves, that's his Jewish wife, and the other wife he's really not going to like at all. Then, the next mitzvah that the Torah talks about is the ben or the wayward and rebellious son. And, as we mentioned, Rashi says, this is the next link in the chain. If he marries the Aisha Yafas Toyer, first of all, he's not going to like her very much. And secondly, the child that she produces for him is going to be a rebellious child. And then we come to the fourth mitzvah in the parsha, which is the mitzvah that we are focusing on in this shi'ar, the mitzvah of that when someone is put to death in Beis Din, we must hang that person on a wooden structure. And Rashi here says, we read it before, let's mention it again, that this also is the next, this is the next link in the chain, because the Torah is telling us that if the father and the mother of this rebellious son, if they have mercy upon him, and they don't bring him to Beis Din, and they don't begin the procedure by which eventually he will be put to death by Beis Din, well he himself is going to get himself killed. He's going to become worse and worse in his behavior, and eventually he will do some sin for which he will be mechuyiv misa v'beis for which he will be obligated to be put to death by the beis din. So these four mitzvahs follow one upon the other in a chain of events. Now, the mefarshim, the Mizrahi and the gurariye, they both explain that Rashi held that the connection between this mitzvah of hanging and the previous parsha of Ben Soireh Umeireh really only works according to Rabbi Elezer, who says that kol ha But if you say like the Chachamim, that only somebody who curses Hashem or someone who does a vayda is hanged, then this smichas aparshiyas, this close connection between one parsha and the next, does not work. They explain as follows. What's the connection between these two mitzvahs? The connection is, is that if you have a bensayra umira, and you fail who put him to death in his youth, he is eventually going to grow a little bit older and he's going to do sins that are worse and worse until finally, Bastin is going to find it necessary to put him to death anyway. The Mefarshim explain that it is, it's not likely that that the Ben Seirah is particularly going to do just one of these two Averis of cursing Hashem or doing idolatry, which according to the Chachamim are the only two Averis for which he would end up being hanged. That's rather unlikely. It, It wouldn't be a natural result that because he's a rebellious and wayward child that he's destined to transgress one of those two very specific sins. However, if we say, like Rabbi Eleazar, that there is a wide, there's a big list of sins for which someone could be hanged. It's called haniskalim nitlin. It's all those who are obligated in skilah. Now, how many different people for how many different crimes is the punishment skilah? There is a Mishnah in the Sechta Sanhedrin Davnun Gimel, and it says that there are 18 different crimes for which one can be Chayev skilah. These include various. Araya is various forbidden, in, uh, forbidden relationships between men and women. It also includes uh, bestiality, and it includes Chilol Shabbos, and it includes cursing one's father and mother, etc. So there we can see the natural chain of events, that if there is a ben or if there is a wayward and rebellious son, the parents have mercy, and they don't begin the process by which he will be put to death in Beis Din in his youth. He will grow a little bit older, and it is very likely that he will transgress one of these 18 prohibitions, and he will be Chayev Skelah. He will have to be put to death in Beis Din by the method of Skelah, and then he will be Chayev Tlia. The Beis Din will have to follow the rule of the Torah, and will have to hang his corpse temporarily. That makes sense. And this answers both of our questions. Let's first deal with the second question. We asked, why does Rashi explain this Pesach only according to the minority opinion of Rabbi Eliezer? The answer is just as we said, because Rashi's chain of events that he talks about in this whole Parsha the natural progression that moves us from one situation to the next only works, according to Rabbi Elezer, that there is a wide variety of transgressions which will end with the person being hanged after being put to death. According to the Chachamim, that is not so. And this answers our first question. Our first question was, why does Rashi on Pasuk base base? tell us this halachic detail, that Kohan is niskalim nitlin, that all those who are stoned are hanged, when the source of that Pesach, the source of that law, is not in this possek but rather a possek later. But the answer is the same, because Rashi, at the beginning, in his first comment in this possek tells us that this mitzvah of hanging the person who has been killed is a direct result, a direct uh, consequence of the previous mitzvah of ben sira and as we explained, this only works if we say the if we say this halachic detail that kol haniskalim nitl'in. Although in fact that halach is derived from a later pasuk, but Rashi found it necessary already to say it on this pasuk. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash